Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of Patrons and Partnerships. In honor of National Quilting Month, our guest today is Candace McCaffrey, a frequent patron of the library and a local fiber artist who, among other things, makes vibrant multi-layered quilt art in celebration of the natural world. Good morning, Candice. Thank you so much for doing an interview with us. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm an artist. I've made things most of my life, ever since I was a small child. I'm very interested in our natural environment, and I've always enjoyed being outside and observing things. And then I like to incorporate what I see and what I love into my artwork. Uh, My father was a Navy pilot, and I was born in Panama, in Central America. And we moved around a lot because of his occupation in the Navy. So I got to see a lot of our country back and forth numerous times before he retired. And we spent a lot of time camping when we moved from one place to another. So it was always an adventure. So, But my parents really liked Florida. They had been here three different times before he retired. And so when he did retire... They moved to the Maitland area just north of Orlando. and So I pretty much grew up in that area and roaming around. <laughs> there was lots of um, wooded areas near where we lived and great opportunities to catch snakes and lizards and all kinds of birds and things to see. It was just a wonderful area to grow up in. And what made you stay in this area? Uh, I came to uh, Gainesville to go to college, and I just really loved the area and all the natural areas around it and the springs. It was just a great place to be able to work. I worked for the university for 37 years as a biologist, but I had all this wonderful area around us to explore, so it just really felt like home to me. So what got you interested in fiber art, especially quilting? My mother made most of our clothes when we were growing up. She had taught herself to sew, and I was very interested in learning to do that as well. And when I was about 10, she decided I was ready. So I learned how to sew. So I had been sewing all throughout high school. And when I came to college, I had to pretty much set that aside you know, for classes and studying. But I had always had an interest in all kinds of art. You know, I painted, I made mosaics, you know, made furniture, all kinds of things, even as a kid. My dad was a great furniture maker and did masonry, and I always went with him when he was making things for other people, and I was always very interested So it just was a natural transition when I had time after college to get back into sewing. And I was working on a grant, an environmental study at Crystal River Power Plant. And that was a time with the big oil embargo. And so they had to shut everything down and all the grants were pulled. And so then I was unemployed. So uh, a friend of mine that was illustrator in the same research group that I worked in 
suggested that we take a quilting course through the leisure curriculum through the Santa Fe Community College. So we did that, and it was a very open class. You know, it wasn't structured at all. It was like, oh, well, what do you want to do? And so this teacher that we had was just a wonderful local quilt artist, Anna Lupkowitz. But she let us choose what we wanted to do rather than having a very structured plan. And since I had already done a lot of painting and things like that, it was just sort of a natural transition to want to paint on fabric and make my own designs. I did a few traditional designs in the beginning, but it didn't take me very long to want to branch out. And so from that point... I was, you know, looking for other ways to incorporate my own designs. And another friend was a member of the Gainesville Artisans Guild at that time. And she suggested that I apply for membership in that. And so I did and got accepted. And that was another incentive to keep going in the direction I was. So I just, and I've always love to just experiment and try different things so it's just you know in my nature to see what happens most people when they hear of things like quilting or furniture making they don't necessarily think art they think more practical do you have any opinions on that um that's true people i feel like you know i've done most of the local art shows for many, many years. And part of my mission or idea is to try and educate people that it can be something other than your grandmother's beautiful bed quilt. And those are fabulous. And people that are still making those in the traditional patterns, there's hundreds of traditional patterns. So there's many ways that you can utilize those and, you know, make the colors more modern or whatever. So it's it's such a wide open field and there's something for everyone to be able to enjoy with it. But I prefer for myself to make pieces that you hang on the wall and that you can enjoy just looking at. And it allows me to incorporate all the things I love about nature and try and honor that. To build off that, what themes do you like to incorporate into your art? What influenced your aesthetic sense? My influences are mostly things that I take from nature and I love color and textures, patterns. I love to walk and look at the way the light changes on the leaves of trees and just try and incorporate those things that are meaningful to me into my artwork. So your quilts are more like paintings, and you mentioned that you paint on the fabric. How do you incorporate that mixed media into your art? Well, I do quite a bit of mixed media now, too, and I make uh, my own stamps and stencils to incorporate. I like to create pattern maybe in the background and then make another design that kind of overlayers that. So I like layering things to make the whole piece more interesting. What are some of your favorite materials to work with? Well, mostly I love cotton, but 
in the last year or so, I've been layering different synthetic fabrics and burning them with a soldering iron to create um, layers and other, you know, sort of the mystery of what the layer was before. And then, you know, just seeing what happens. Like I said, I love to experiment. So you never really know. I don't usually have a really clear plan in mind. I might have an idea and then I just sort of let it evolve as it goes along. You actually brought a quilt with you that you were going to work on today after this interview. Did you want to talk about that quilt a little bit? Well, it's um, a series of ferns. I love all the different kinds of ferns that grow in our area or that are naturalized, not necessarily native, but I just love the patterns of the leaves. And, you know, ferns are a relatively primitive group of plants, and I'm always very interested in archaeology and fossils and all of the things and like ginkgos which is a very ancient tree is one of my favorite leaves to work with for designing things but I just had an idea a couple years ago to do a fern quilt so I've been printing actual fern leaves uh, with a dye that I have It's called heliographic, which means that it reacts with the sun. So you can use the ferns on the fabric that act as a resist. And so once it dries, it leaves an image of that fern leaf. So it's kind of magical and just kind of fun to see how they come out. So, And I've dyed some other fabrics that will be part of the connecting pieces that'll go with it so it's a long process and I'm not sure now if I have enough different ferns to start assembling it so I want to kind of lay it all out and take a look at it and then be able to think about it and see if I need to make more and how I can move forward with it and when I started it several years ago I knew that it was going to be a long process. This is another thing that I've learned not to force things. You know, this kind of artwork is frequently long-term. It's not quick. And so you have to let it sort of simmer and, you know, get ready to do something else with it. How long does it usually take you to finish a piece? Well, it can be, if it's a small thing, it can be relatively quick, you know, maybe a couple of weeks to a month. But like I said, with this fern quilt, I've already been working on it for a number of years. And it just depends on the the size and the techniques that I use. Some things can take me, even if I'm actively working on it, it can take up to a year to complete. And how many projects do you usually have going at one time? Oh, quite a few (laughs) because they're all in different processes and sometimes you're sure where you're going with one piece but the other one you're still thinking about so you set it aside or you're not in the mood to do whatever needs to be done next so you can work on something else and so everything kind of moves along um, together at a slow pace but you know, it's fine. If it's something, I mean, all my work at the university, I managed research labs, and everything I did was tedious. So this is sort of a tedious process, and 
I'm good at that. And I enjoy the taking my time and figuring out how to make things work. Yeah. And I'm, there's a similar reward waiting at the end. You don't always get the results you wanted from an experiment, whether it's like an actual scientific experiment or a new piece. Yeah, but. that's true. <laughs> experimenting. It's always experimenting. So, If you had to pick, what's your favorite work to date? I know that's a hard question. Probably some of the ginkgo pieces that I've done, just because it speaks to me. But I incorporate a lot of different uh, leaves from different species in my work because my degree is in forestry and wildlife ecology. So, you know, those are things that are really close to my heart. What is it about ginkgos that you like so much? Um, I love the shape of the leaves and the very fine venation that's in the leaves. It's just, to me, it's just such a beautiful design and pattern. And I do like ginkgos myself because I just think it's really cool that they're one of the oldest types of trees that have remained like so unchanged. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it's a very primitive, ancient species and it has... A lot of good qualities. And, you know, in Asia, the fruit is highly prized and eaten. And I've actually tried it myself. It's sort of like eating a, a soybean. It's, it's pretty huh. good, but I wouldn't say that I needed to <laughs> eat a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I got some uh, raw ones from the Chinese market one time and Googled how to cook them, prepare them. And I did that. They were good. They were good. But I had never actually thought about eating a ginkgo nut. I'm going to have to see if I can get some myself. <laughs> when you're not quilting, what do you like to do? Uh, gardening. I do a lot of gardening. Hiking. My husband and I really enjoy going to all the parks in our area. And he's also a biologist. And so we enjoy being outside and just looking for things, whether it's plants or insects or toads, frogs, birds, you know, snakes, everything is interesting to us. Do you have any advice for aspiring fiber artists? Um, There's lots of opportunities if people are interested. There's the Quilting Day Guild, uh, which meets at the Senior Center, and You don't have to be a senior to come there and join in the festivities. And there's people there that are more than happy to share information with you and teach you things. And there's a lot of sub groups. They're called bees that you can join where you want if you want to learn embroidery or fiber arts or you know, piecing different traditional designs, hand quilting, machine quilting. I mean, I don't remember all of them. There's probably at least 14 different subgroups. So there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And they have exhibits occasionally in our library here. We have the Quilt Trail, which every library in the system has an exhibit of quilts that were made by pretty much local quilt artists. So, Is there anything else that we didn't cover today that you would like to talk about? Um, I just want to say how much I enjoy the library and how much it's important to me to have this 
resource and it's just wonderful to be able to read, you know, and I use the ILL resource quite a bit because our library is wonderful, but it doesn't have everything that I'm interested in. So that's a great resource to be able to access other books. I just hope that people enjoy this resource and that also they come out for the art shows and there's a show coming up in about two weeks at the Thornbrook Village, and I'll be there. So there's, you know, lots of opportunities to enjoy our environment around here. Related to that, it's the Gainesville Artists Guild, right? The Gainesville Artisans Guild, and I also am a member of Gainesville Fine Arts. So between those two organizations, um, there's lots of things for someone like me to get involved in. How long have you been working with them? The Artisans Guild, I've been a member for probably over 40 years. And Gainesville Fine Arts, probably, I've been an active member for probably the last maybe eight years. Is the Fine Artists, or is that just like a newer organization? The Gainesville Fine Arts? No, it's going to be 100 years old this year, and we're having a big celebration surrounding that. But only in the last seven or eight years have they had an actual physical location. So they have offices and gallery space on South Main Street, right near the Winn-Dixie there. So... In all these years, we've, you know, there's always been meetings, but there hasn't been an actual dedicated physical space for it. So now the gallery has monthly themed exhibits, and that's open, you know, for anybody to come see the exhibits. And usually there's a reception on the Friday evening of Art Walk, which, you know, is open for all of Gainesville, so... You know, it's become more active since we actually have a physical space. I can understand that, actually having somewhere to, like, gather and plan things. Mm -hmm. Candace, thank you so much for agreeing to the interview today. I love seeing the stuff that you check out. Every time you put something (laughs) through interlibrary loan, I, like, stand there and just flip through it for a little bit because I love to see it. It's all over the place. It's amazing. You check out such a wide variety of books. Well, I'm interested in so many things, you know. I haven't decided what I'm going to be yet. Yeah. (laughs) You never really have to decide. You just, like you said, you just experiment every day. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Patrons and Partnerships. If you know of an individual or organization you'd like to recommend for an interview, email us at lpsfprogram at gmail.com. To listen to more episodes, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts.